The thing is, what is seduction anyways? It's really about feeling yourself. You know, if you, like you can't seduce someone if you're feeling insecure, if you're second guessing yourself, if you don't feel powerful in what you're wearing. So to me, it all starts in that like full embodiment and like acceptance and love for yourself, you know, and then everything is open to you. That's so it. you have that to seduce was, yourself. That's the first step, you know, to look at yourself and be like, damn, like that's me. Like I look fucking good, you know? Intimate, inspiring, raw, real. Self-love stripped down and amped up. Welcome to Bed Talks by Alice Cass with your hosts, Meg and Sabrina. So what can you expect from Bed Talks? By exposing ourselves and sharing our no bullshit stories and everything we've learned along the way, we want to inspire you to stand in your worth and step into your feminine power so you can be confidently and unapologetically you. Bed Talks is fueled by our mission to highlight all facets of what it means to be a woman, letting go of ideals of perfectionism, embracing the struggles for the lessons they teach us, and celebrating our uniqueness while laughing and enjoying the wild ride together. Here's to breaking down the barriers, owning our journey, and having fun along the way. Thanks for joining us. Let's dive deep. In today's episode, you're going to get to know us through the topic of femininity as we explore our own journeys into empowered womanhood. We'll go into how we shifted our relationships to our bodies, how our sexuality exists independently of a partner, and the impact of claiming our feminine power. We dive into Sabrina's unconventional business journey and how it involved embracing a femininity she had rejected. And we know you're going to love when we get into the topic of seduction and how it starts with love and acceptance of self. We'll also dive into Meg's story around heartbreak and her journey from external validation to finding worth inside herself and how through stillness she found her freedom. Enjoy this first episode. We get real and vulnerable with you guys. And if you're here with us at Bed Talks, it's because you know that growth and personal power comes from owning your story. Thanks for joining us. So we wanted to kick off a topic that we're both super passionate about, um, that we think is going to be really fun to just chat about with you guys and our guests. And it's about tapping into your feminine. And um, Sabrina's got her little cards (laughs) shuffling here. So yeah, I have my Divine Feminine deck. My classic goddess cards. Um, I thought it was appropriate for the topic today. So I'm going to pick a card to guide us today. Sekhmet, the red lady. I am pure strength. I honor my anger by giving voice to it. That is so perfect (laughs) for tapping into your feminine power. Um, Actually, just to relate this to the topic, it's really interesting because I think there's something to be said about the image of the feminine in our culture, how we see it as... um, you know, very soft, nurturing, the receptive. But there is a side to the feminine that is this dark rage. You know, there's the shadow side um, that is so important for women to tap into. So this card is very interesting. And to honor and to not feel that shame around that. And to, you know, sometimes what I tell myself is that my, my pain is my power. And to to know that it, on some higher level, any amount of pain serves a purpose, you know, and you can't sometimes jump into that right away. Oh, this paper cut, what did it serve me? <laughs> but, you know, or this terrible thing in your life. Okay, what did it serve me? But, you know, over time, once you're just kind of still with it, um, I, I try my best to, 
to to tap into that thought that my pain is my power. Oh, absolutely. Everything can can be transformed into a positive, like an opportunity for growth, I would mm-hmm. say. Um, and through our pain and our struggles, that's where we learn the most. So and I think that's what this fall podcast is about. So, so yeah, tapping into your femininity and owning the light, the dark, the mm-hmm. pain, the growth, the love. Um, yeah, I think this is such a topic that like really touches, I think, all women today. Um, I feel just even thinking about the, I, the concept of being a woman. What happened? Did you drop something? I dropped my pen. <laughs> <laughs> I got really distracted. I was like, what am I even talking about? Um, Sorry. <laughs> no problem. I like my pink so, pen. Um, okay, um, so femininity yeah. and tapping into your feminine. So now I think like before you tap into your feminine, it's kind of like breaking down what that looks like, what that means for you and understanding how what it means for you is probably not exactly the same as it means for your best friend, your mother, your sister, Mm -hmm. your cousin, your boss, your whoever. And that that's perfectly like amazing that you will kind of first embrace your own version of what it means to be feminine and how you tap into it. How do you, how do you define that for you and Mm. how do you tap into that feminine power like what is femininity Uh, that took me such a long time to figure out I I always say that the first time I actually felt like a woman I think was in the last year and I'm 33 so Mm. you know it's not when I first got my period it's not when I like first you know turned in my in my 20s it was something that happened I think a lot later like I always really related to the Britney Spears song not a girl not yet a woman (laughs) can you sing Um, us a verse (laughs) uh, no I'm a terrible singer (laughs) but um yeah like I always felt like in this in-between stage of like you know like I'm not a kid but I'm not fully a woman like I I really struggled with that idea like I grew up kind of really in my masculine, really um, trying to emulate the male ideal in a sense, because like I was, you know, kind of raised in that way that I think a lot of us are where we value um, a lot of the masculine traits, you know, like Mm -hmm. success and aggressiveness almost and like accomplishment and like Mm -hmm. things outside yourself. And, um, and like this idea that success is all those things and that that you can't like have all those feminine aspects to be successful that there is something weak about the feminine that there is something shameful about all that stuff so for me it was like okay if I want to be successful I'm studying business I'm going into this world like I don't want to be seen as weak so I sort of was really afraid of my feminine side and I sort of dressed a lot more masculine also because there's this fear in the world of not feeling safe like I never felt safe in my body um around men I think and around the world so like I always dressed very um kind of like a boy like you know in high school I was like a nerdy kind of shy kid like I never I didn't want to wear the school uniform the girl uniform I wore the boy uniform and like I was always you know wearing baggy pants leather jackets boots like I left the house in my armor always and to this day like I feel really comfortable if I'm alone in the world like I wear my studded leather jacket like I wear my sneakers I wear my combat boots like I feel powerful and safe in that and um Something, and that was the masculine And that side. was the masculine. Yeah. And I felt 
Um, and I was afraid of the feminine and I thought it would, and I really did think it was weak. You know, there was a part of me that was like, oh, being emotional, being, uh, being sensitive. Those are like things that there's no place for that in this world. If you want to be respected, you know, showing your body is not safe. And it's also like, you're going to be looked down on. So there was something really, uh, there's a lot of shame and guilt associated to that. And just like fear, there was a lot of fear. So for me, I think when I started sort of exploring my feminine, um, it definitely did come later in my life. And, uh, I, I think my business and, and it's funny that I ended up in lingerie, you know, yeah. I always say like it chose me, yeah. um, because I needed it, you know, I didn't know that I needed it, but I, I really did. So I kind of ended up, I'd always been in fashion, but I, I, lingerie like honestly I got my first thong when I was 24 years old um which is quite late Do you remember what color it was uh, no I don't remember I just remember my <laughs> friend Jesse making fun of me for my underwear lines in my pants and she was like okay girl like we I need to take you shopping like this is just unacceptable and I um, love that because I also have a memory of my first thong <laughs> and it was for my sister's wedding and you know what I thought of I was like I don't like my butt enough to own a thong and then I realized it wasn't about that it was about panty lines yeah. but like I wonder is that like well yeah the first time funny like, little moment in a girl's life yeah like your first thong. I know usually you think it's your first bra but I think the thong was like a I'm little bit waiting more for that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the thong then that was like an awkward one because you don't realize you know um God, so it must yeah it's so impossible to raise a daughter I'm yeah. just thinking of all the dads out there that's like uh yeah well I mean go ask your mother yeah that's like a whole other story <laughs> I think like the way men deal with that stuff is we could do a whole other episode on that um but so for me it was really kind of discovering that world and you know it was a world that really really intimidated <clears throat> sorry that really intimidated me and um were you like at home was it a nurturing environment? Was your mom like soft? Was there soft so, stuff around you? Did thing. you kind of develop this armor because you were taught not to show your emotions yeah. and not to tap into that? Yeah, I think like in my family, we weren't really super open emotionally and uh, the masculine was very sub celebrated. My dad was very dominant in the family. Um, he has very strong energy. And my mom was a working mom. Like she was very proud of, you know, like all her accomplishments. You know, she came from a family of six. She left her hometown. She came to Montreal and like just built a life for herself and became like successful and like uh, wanted to be a working mother, you know, to not to have both. She wanted it all, you know, so she was kind of that model. But she did it in a way where it, she was working too much, you know, mm -hmm. she was overworked. She was like, it was crazy. And so I had that model where, you know, I didn't really get that. Like, it's not like she stayed home and like took care of me in that mm -hmm. way. So there was mm -hmm. like a bit of that nurturing that was, wasn't there. Like there was still that masculine model of success that was very yeah. celebrated, you yeah. know, and it was a, it was a certain a, drive. Yeah, exactly. And it wasn't so much like the, the feminine, like I never saw her spoil herself. I never saw her like, uh, express her femininity. So to me it was just, um, I mean, she danced and stuff. Mm -hmm. So there was like a little bit of it, but it was never something that was talked about or, you know, um, venerated you know mm -hmm. like the power of woman mm -hmm. and like this like celebration of the woman um and i think that that in in general is also a generational thing for sure you know my gosh all the shifts that like ooh, we're still fighting for it but um 
but even just in terms of celebrating that feminine power, yeah, you know, and just our transitions 50. also, like yeah. all our phases, the phases of being a woman. I feel like that's something that I'm starting to understand that is like a bit problematic in our in our culture. Like in ancient times, like uh, women like every phase kind of had a ritual and a ceremony and it was celebrated and like the power of women was understood mm-hmm. and like the the woman in like later on in their age, like wise women were like, oh, they were, we would turn to them to like get wisdom and like we would respect them. And even when a woman, would, uh, a young girl would get her period, it was like a celebration. It was a ceremony. It was explaining to her like this new phase and her new power, you know? And now it's kind of like this thing that's like, I don't know, for me, it was very awkward. It was yeah. very uncomfortable. It wasn't celebrated. It was kind of like swept under the rug and like no one really talked about it. And it was just yeah, this thing Yeah, there's like a pamphlet happened. left on your bed and yeah. you're like, this is So awkward. there is, I think there's such a buildup of shame around being a woman and about around our femininity and we're not taught that it is very powerful and our sexuality is powerful. And I would love, my gosh, this is why sometimes I feel like that weird jaded person at a, at a wedding. I would love if more was celebrated for women mm. and, you know, beyond just literally marriage. Yeah. And, you know, there's fun little episodes of like sex in the city and whatever. And, you know, people registering just for themselves and throwing their own party because you get to a certain age and you're like, hold up. So now to celebrate me, I need to find the love of my life forever. And it's like, if that's for you, go for it. You know, I get it. I applaud it. I like, you know, lift you up. I want to be there to support you. Um, But but that's just one aspect of being a woman. And I think that shows a lot about how we end up feeling like women. I think part of the issue is that you're like, oh, I'm a woman in relation to a man. Like to be a woman independently is something that we're not taught or like it's not something that's explained to us that is possible. Even our sexuality, like we discover it um, through men a lot. Well, I mean, okay, on our own, but it's not something that's talked about. It's something that's still shamed, you know? And it's through our relationship to men that we end up feeling like women, which there's something there for sure, that contrast between the masculine and the feminine. But our sexuality and our femininity exists independently of men. And that took me some like that took me a really long time to kind of come to terms with that because I've always been like the single girl, the girl that maybe wasn't super desired by men in the sense that like I never understood that stuff. Like I was super delayed. I was super like that weird girl. So um, I saw all the other girls like coupling up and like they found worth in that and they expressed their femininity there. But I didn't know how and I didn't feel safe because I was alone. And I, I love what you tapped on and it, and it, you know, reminds me of what we were chatting about yesterday. And you're like, when do you, when do you first remember like feeling feminine? When did you tap into your womanhood? And, and I, I told you, I was like, when I was validated by a man, mm. when I was validated by a man. And I think that now it, it should be like this really exciting quest for every young girl and woman and my gosh not just young old because a lot of people might not have paused to like think about this at any age to just find that internal validation um and you know it starts with childhood um and then it it goes on for the rest of your life and it doesn't need to be set 
in stone. You know, you just kind of need to snap yourself out of it if you realize that you're getting, you're, you're fueled by external validation and to kind of pause, reset. And I think that that's a lot of what we've been doing in our last, you know, six months, year journey that we're doing that kind of brought up this whole podcast was that we're really trying to find that worth and that validation within ourselves um, for every aspect, you know, not just, you know, womanhood, femininity, but it's like worth your worth. And my gosh, everything comes from there. Like that's like that, the core of the earth, you know? Um, Yeah. And, and that's, that's exactly it. Like, I think as I was saying before with the lingerie, that was like a really big turning point for me. I don't know when it, when there was that shift for you when you, when you kind of were like, Oh, I've been neglecting this side of myself that I've been, for me, I was really rejecting it. Um, and, I was able to sort of like reclaim something through that because I put this lingerie on and I was like, oh, oh, like I'm a woman. Like I can, this feels good. I look like myself, but like I see myself differently and kind of like having that mirror, that reflection of myself as a woman, as a sexual being and being able to like accept and embrace that was so powerful for me. It was, um, like the lingerie really ignited something in me. It was like this little fire that yeah. like exploded. I was like, oh my God, that's me. Like I can be this woman and I don't need the validation of a man. Like I don't need anyone to see it. And um, I kind of started exploring that world. And uh, and I love that you took it back because, you know, Victoria's Secret, La Senza, anything that's out there, La Perla, whatever, it's yeah. like for your man. For your man. And it's Get, for seduction. Buy this lingerie for your man, for seduction. Yeah. It's not just, hey, I feel proud and fun and sexy yeah. like, underneath my shirt and maybe yeah. nobody knows about maybe that. Knows. Or maybe I'm just feeling myself looking in the mirror yeah. and that's important too. And you don't necessarily need that audience. But the thing is, what is seduction anyways? It's really about feeling yourself. You know, if Mm -hmm. you, like you can't seduce someone if you're feeling insecure, if you're second guessing yourself, if you don't feel powerful in what you're wearing. So to me, it all starts in that like full embodiment and like acceptance and love for yourself, you know, and then everything is open to you. So you have to seduce yourself. That's the first step, you know, to look at yourself and be like, damn, like, that's and me. Power- like, I look fucking good. You powerful know? in what you're wearing. Yeah. Powerful in what you're not wearing. Yeah. Powerful in, like, you These took off tools, that leather jacket. You, know? you stripped yeah. down. And that's what it is. It's like, okay, what am I using for armor? Is it, you know, those jackets? Is it this, like, physical layer of something? Is it a ton of makeup? Is it extensions? Mm-hmm. You know, we can go on and on to lots Which of things that people great. use. I think it's all great if you use it with intention in the way that you want to use it. The thing for me is that I've created a space for myself to express this other side of myself in a way that feels safe for me. You know, like now I kind of explore. Um, I, I step outside. I've stepped outside my comfort zone because I've been very like introverted and kind of like shy in that realm. And for me to strip down and kind of expose my body and become so vulnerable and like share that on Instagram, on the internet with like other women and other people that can just watch and just talk about things that matter to me has been like a huge shift. Like it's changed so much how I feel about myself and and my confidence, you know, like I'm able to just kind of shed these layers and say, Hey, this is me. Like I'm proud of myself and I'm not ashamed of saying that. And there is a, there is spaces that we can create where we can have 
that expression and feel good about it and inspire other women to kind of feel comfortable in their sexuality and not having to hide that and not having to reserve it just for a man or, you know, not everyone is in a relationship. And even if you are, like, there is a side of your sexuality and femininity that you can express in a different way. And it doesn't just have to be in that specific little area. All sides. And it's powerful, you know, and, and it's about finding your fuel, finding your fire um, and what you just tapped on in terms of, you know, having a relationship, this is just like a little side note. What always gets me is when women stop pleasing themselves mm-hmm. when they get into a relationship. Yeah, they're like, why would I masturbate? Yeah. I have a boyfriend. And, and I'm like, oh. And when their boyfriend has an issue with that. And it's so common. And I'm just, I just want them to fight the fight and (laughs) tell their boyfriends and take it back. Like, this is your friggin' body. And like any man that's worth dating in my mind needs to like support you and your self-love and you getting in touch with your body. But everyone's different. Because you're also putting the your pleasure a hundred percent in the hands of someone else, literally. Um, And like that, I find that disempowering, you know, to me there's something about that exchange and sharing and not putting everything in someone else's hands. Like that's, that's, that's a lot. And that's a lot of pressure for someone else, you know? And it's it's like getting to know yourself and your body and your likes is so, so important as a woman. Getting connected to yourself. And that's like, you know, you did it through stripping down. I know for me, I've always had, I've always been challenged with feeling, you know, owning my femininity and feeling confident stripping down for different reasons than you. And it's because of my muscles Mm. and you know, that's not the typical feminine look. It's not strong biceps, you know? And, and I was always self-conscious of that because it didn't fit the cookie cutter mold. I don't, I'm not like this curvy voluptuous, you know, cup C girl and, uh, or woman. (laughs) And, you know, and, and lately I've just kind of been owning my strength and through doing that, like you, I've been hearing from people and how inspiring that is. And, you know, it's like little me, I'm just, Oh really? And, you know, it paves that way. And I I know it sounds silly. And I know like, I've always even felt self-conscious about talking about it because it's like, I know that some people out there might just want to roll their eyes. Oh, wow. You have like muscle definition, poor you, but it's true. No, for sure. No one can judge how that impacts you, you know? And so I've, you know, started to put my body out there more to show people how, you know, women can be strong and should own their strength. So right Mm. now I'm stepping and tapping into my feminine power by tapping into my strength and not shying away because I would always shy away from it. Um, So that feels really good. And I know that that's showing other women, you know, like you got it, girl. And like, be strong. I love that. I really love that you're emphasizing the strength and that that's not a weakness. Cause as like, you know, there's that, there is that masculine side that we think like, Oh, if you're masculine, you're not a woman, you know, yeah. but that's, but being a woman means being strong as well. You know, you can't 
neglect that and like in our vulnerability is strength in our in our different shapes and sizes there's strength in embracing what we truly are regardless of what the you know societal ideals are like what's put forward you know today it's like this very extremely curvy exaggerated Mm -hmm. curves you know maybe Mm -hmm. not maybe artificial curves that are being celebrated you know and there is a lot of pressure to kind of feel desirable. Like, is that what I need to look like to be desired, to have a boyfriend, to be successful? You know, these questions come up for us. And it's really nice to see you being like, no, this is me. I'm a strong woman. I don't necessarily look like the idea of what a woman needs to look like, but I'm still a woman and I'm still feminine. Like, you are still a woman and, and like on your own terms. Exactly. And, and, and it feels good to step into that. And what's helped me step into that is just those little like incremental shifts, just like those little things, those little putting myself out there a little bit, either through social media or in real life. Um, and then surrounding myself with the right people and the right images, like not just feeding this like this darkness inside of me that's making me feel like an outcast, but being, you know, surrounding myself with more um, you know, like positive self-image stuff. And that being said, I mean, I want every single person, it's just about owning what you have, owning your stretch marks, or you've had a baby. My gosh, you know, like own that, own that belly. You've Mm -hmm. literally just sacrificed your body for another life. And that's something that I can't, you know, talk about from experience. Um, so, you know, I won't, I won't pretend like I know what that feels like. Um, and those shifts, but you know, the more women put their real bodies out there, the more we'll all feel better about ourselves in all different shapes, sizes, colors, forms, you know? So I wanted to circle back to something that you said about the first time you really felt like a woman, how it was in relation to a man. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of this idea of what it means to be feminine is linked to our sexuality. Yeah. And I think that's a really interesting topic because personally, I kind of decided to, in my twenties to take on sort of the role or a more masculine model of sexuality. And I rejected the more feminine side of it, which involved feelings Mm -hmm. and emotions and feeling that connection and that nurturing. It's something that never really came natural to me that I was sort of afraid of. So I decided, Hey, why don't I just be like a dude? They seem to be celebrated. You know, Mm -hmm. it looks like fun. They don't get emotionally attached. I mean, okay, to be fair, when I was younger, I did have a couple of boyfriends that cheated on me. So after that, I was kind of like, well, I don't know about this whole feelings thing. You know, it kind of traumatized me. So I I kind of went on this sort of rampage of like, I'm just going to have fun and be a dude and sort of explore my sexuality in that way. And it was weird because doing it in that way, there was a thrill. It was fun. And I was sort of doing it in what way in what in the way where it was very free, where it was very open, where it was very unattached. Unattached, It was very like I would just meet a guy like, you know, have consensual sex and then be like on my way, you know, like it never led to anything further. It was very short lived. Um, There was no emotional involvement. You didn't open yourself up. I didn't open myself up emotionally. So it was very much about my body. 
and giving your body away or feeling like during those times, did you feel like you were giving your body away or did you feel like you owned your body and that was powerful you know, to kind of choose what you were doing with it, no matter what society exactly. said? So I think there's like different ways that I felt throughout those experiences. There was a lot of the time where I did feel really empowered by it. I don't want to look back and say like, oh, poor me. Like I was such a victim. Like I wasn't, I was choosing that. Yeah. And I did enjoy it a lot of the time. And there was, I mean, there was times where it was like maybe a little darker, but generally it was very like, I'm exploring, I'm out here, I'm on, an, like, it felt like adventures to me, you know, I was like, um, I was exploring myself and what being a woman. And to me, it was sort of like validating like myself in a way as like, I am a woman, I do have this body. And I felt rage actually around this idea that men could do that, but women will, can't be respected if they act in this way. And if they're sexual beings. Yeah, if they're sexual beings. So to me, it was very empowering in that sense to be like, hey, I'm not going to live by society's rules in terms of how they define what being a woman means, like the role that I have to play. Like I have to be a girlfriend. I have to be a wife. Like I don't fit in that mold. Like I don't feel comfortable as that or it just doesn't come that naturally to me. So to me, I was like, I want to explore this other side of like free, open kind of like pleasure that was... Um, just for me, you know, and it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't reserved for one man and it wasn't reserved. It wasn't, no one owned it. And I was kind of, and I did feel very empowered by that. But then at the end of the day, there was times where I was like, wait, I'm denying this other side of myself, which is the emotional side, which is the connection side. So, and now I, during that time, how is your self worth? That's a really good question. <laughs> um, I was very disconnected for myself, to be honest. Uh, my twenties, I don't think I realized how disconnected I was. And I was, you know, I was dealing with a lot of anxiety, depression. Um, I was at the same time, you know, as I was getting to know myself and exploring myself. So there was these like ups and downs and I was feeling, I guess I was also using alcohol in a way to like numb myself. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times, you know, there's a lot of things that you don't do if you're sober versus mm -hmm. like when you're not, you yeah. know? So to me, there was that I was like pushing boundaries and kind of exploring my limits. Uh, so you were rejecting like the, the stereotypical feminine mm -hmm. kind of weakness. You have to wait for, you know, wait. it's hard because it's like you were using a man, a man was always part of your equation of feeling like a woman. Um, in that time period, I don't even know if I felt like a woman. That's yeah. the interesting part. To me, it was like I was exploring this. I was almost rejecting the traditional idea of what being a woman was. So I was exploring that, but I don't know that I felt like a woman yeah. doing that. Because you were rejecting it I was so rejecting hard. It. Well, I was rejecting society's image yeah. and like what they were trying to stuff down my throat that I didn't feel was fair. And cause mm -hmm. I was very, you know, talking about like that, that the card that I picked set met the, uh, the rage that women have within themselves. Like there is a use for that. Like it does need to be expressed and I was feeling it. I just didn't really know how to express it. And I wanted to defy the, the standards and be like, no, I should still be respected regardless of what I choose to do. Like I'm a free woman. I get to express my sexuality and my femininity in the ways that I choose. The thing is, I don't regret doing all that. I mean, 
I look back and I'm like, ah, I was a bit lost and confused, but I had to go through that to like understand. Like now looking back, it's easy to be like, oh, that's what I was going through. Maybe I did have really low self-worth, you know, because I didn't understand that, you know, sexuality has a deeper meaning than just that. Like there is, there's a place for exploring and doing all that. I don't think it's wrong. I think it serves its purpose for certain people. Um, and, and I think that like with, it did any, for me, you know? with any journey, like it's important to understand just what that is. It's the journey. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, I, you know, it's hard for me to hear when people talk about so much time wasted. And in some ways I can understand, you know, if you're with someone and they turned out to be someone who you really didn't think that they were, you're like, oh, all those years with them when I could have been with someone else or just by myself, you know, all those time, all that time wasted. But to get to where you are today, you had to go through that yourself. And you had a different journey, you know, like you were, you were in relationships, right? I had, I kind of had the, you know, uh, yeah, I had my own journey. Um, It was typically, um, you know, I was typically in a relationship. Um, with that relationship, I mean, was it ever perfectly faithful? No, it wasn't. Mm. Um, so, you know, it was, it was trying to be free within my relationships. Um, and that's what, you know, that's the word that always I come back to when, I'm guided in, you know, meditation or hypnosis or whatever. And it's like free Mm. and feeling free in a relationship. And that doesn't mean that I want to go out and fuck every other guy. No, that's not what feeling free means. But I think sometimes if you're in a relationship, your partner might be scared that that's what you mean by feeling free. Mm. And really it's just being your yourself but if you don't know who yourself is, you can't feel free within yourself. So for me, during, you know, um, teens, 20s, into my 30s, I was always, you know, typically with a long-term boyfriend. Um, but within those relationships, I felt confined. Mm. Um and, and were you able, like, do you feel like you're able to express yourself like as a woman or you were just playing into a role? That's a hard question. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I wasn't, I, I wasn't tapped into my sexuality. Okay. I was not tapped into my sexuality. Everything, you know, in terms of these developments as a woman, as a girl, I was always late, you know, from my first kiss to my first anything, Same. taking care of myself <laughs> late, um, exploring myself late. Um, so really only now in the last, you know, six months of my life um, ish, like I've connected to myself more and my own femininity and my own sexuality how how would you say you did that without anyone else without anyone without anyone else so it's about feeling still within yourself not frantic um you know we chatted about it when I went through a heartbreak and when I didn't my my whole mission was just almost like okay how do I get this person or how do I you know find myself within the definition of somebody else wanting to be with me. You know, I just wanted that person to want to be with me. That's how I felt validated. And so I think like the first step is really just feeling validated 
on your own terms as your own person, not according to anyone else, not according to any substance, not according to anything that's physical that you can touch. Um, and then through that kind of stillness and aloneness is when you can really start connecting to your sexuality, your femininity, your power. Yeah. And so because, you know, I was in these cycles of boyfriends um, and then, you know, I would have too much to drink and kiss another boy at a party and then it would like ruin me and it would just eat up my heart and soul Um and then that became like my focus <laughs> was like, oh my gosh, okay, I made this mistake. Do I tell my boyfriend or mm -hmm. what happened? Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. It wasn't like, who am I as a woman and who am I as a sexual being? It was yeah. just like, oh, I made it this was mistake. I made this mistake and, and I, I got to yeah. keep this boyfriend or I, I don't know. It was just like frantic and and. Uh, the purpose was always outside of myself. The purpose wasn't to connect with myself. Um, so I think through being still alone, calm with who I am, that confidence just as me as a being, that really helped me connect to my sexuality and my femininity. And it feels really strong, yeah. even stronger than you know I've ever felt before. And going through some physical pain and some stuff that I'm going through right now. So it's like I might, I, I probably look a lot stronger than, you know, how I, how I feel with some things that I'm going through. But emotionally, I feel the strongest that I've ever felt in my whole yeah. life. Um, and it's true. It comes, I think, tapping into your feminine power comes later on in life. And like, what is that feminine power? And it really is linked to this. To me, it is really linked to our sexuality. There is a strong element of that, you know. So when we're kind of denying that and only giving it to other people without really looking in, like you said, mm -hmm. I think that's when it just like leaks out of us, you know. Yeah. And when you're able to kind of reclaim it and like do everything on your own terms and accept yourself. And like we all had to go through our journey to get where we are now, Um and there's also acceptance in that story. Like for me, I, I don't want to shame myself for my past, you know, for things that I've done where I was like, maybe that was not in my worth, you know, or maybe the same thing with your stories around the shame that you may mm -hmm. have had for like kissing that boy at that mm -hmm. party, mm -hmm. you know. Um, I think it's also like embracing and and accepting our, our mistakes, let's say, or things that we've been through without judging it and kind of understanding that it's part of our of our of our journey into becoming the powerful woman we are today mm -hmm. and a woman's power really is also like our sexuality and all that is a source of our creativity you know and it is a source of our magnetism mm -hmm. i feel like when i ha like really connected to my body through whether it's like lingerie like you know, even lingerie selfies is like one of my practices that I kind of discovered. It was, there was something so relaxing and like you really get lost in the moment and you become, you know, the, the photographer, the muse, the artist and the muse simultaneously. And you have control over how you're being seen and how you see yourself. So there's something really empowering about that. So there's different ways, um, that I've connected to myself, even through dance, like through movement, through like, it's uh, that freedom. It's that freedom exactly. and, and letting, letting go. Um, and exact, I feel it too through movement and through dance and, 
We all just want to feel free within ourselves and 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 safe, right? Yeah. First, you have to feel safe. So exactly. you were talking about your leather jacket and your armor, and you know, and back in the day, and now you've stripped that down, and in you certain know, in certain spaces. <laughs> and, and I feel blessed that we have we live in a place where we can feel safe, yeah. you know, so we can't speak for everybody that may feel for more sure. restricted within their life circumstances. But you can do it in, you know, there's different private areas that you could kind of explore that side of yourself, you know, even just exploring your body, exploring movement, exploring, um, journaling, journaling. even writing about and it. And the benefit of that, like to me, it's really transformed my life, mm-hmm. honestly, like connecting to that side of myself and like being vulnerable and being emotional and connecting to my body and sexuality and being proud of myself that like shifted how I relate to myself, how I relate to others. Like I'm so much more confident. I'm able to take up more space in the world. And there's something really beautiful about that. I think like every woman should have the opportunity to like feel good in herself, you know, and be proud of herself and not like hide all these things. You know, you were talking about safety and we feel sometimes we have to hide these things that are so feminine, you know, our, our feminine bodies are feminine expression, but it really is about bringing all that stuff together and like celebrating the multidimensional, uh, aspects of women. Like we're, we have so many layers, you know, there's so many sides of us and it's not just what society tells us is like feminine is being a woman. You know, there is strength, there is vulnerability there is all those sexuality. aspects sexuality there is also like kicking ass at your job it doesn't mean it you're not sexual being a mother doesn't mean you're not sexual so like all these things bringing them together i think is the most empowering it's not denying any aspect of yourself and um it's making your own definition of what it means for you to be a woman to be feminine and you know it's it's literally however you choose to define it and realizing that perhaps like is is there a chance that what you think is feminine is only because you th- these are the images and these are the words that you've been hearing your whole life um and pausing and being like fuck that yeah i'm here to redefine that and you might have to fight and you might have to you know your 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 family might not get it <laughs> oh yeah like have these conversations <laughs> with your dad like i don't know if he'll understand although i have actually yeah, where i was yeah. like you know, it, it is important to have these conversations with people actually that don't agree with you as well, you know, and, and kind of for me, that's part of my mission, right, is to put it out there uh, in the world on the in, through social media, through my work that women should be respected regardless of their choices. Like we have, you know, they can express their sexuality, their femininity, however they choose. It's not up to anyone else to dictate that. And it's really important for us to like take that stand. And every woman, you know, even if it's in private, just like claiming that, claiming your feminine power, it creates a shift, you know, in the collective as well. Like everyone feels it, like it resonates with, like it it seeps out of you and affects other people around you. And like, we have to show the younger generation as well, like what being in your feminine power is. It's not necessarily about, you know, I, I, I said, okay, I'm not like, I'm not shaming myself for my past, but there was a lot of me giving away my body and my power to men that did not deserve it, that did not understand what I had inside me, you know, and I had to go through that to learn it. But on the other hand, it's like we need to have these conversations with everyone, with the younger women, with the older women, learning from all types of women to understand how powerful it is and how sacred it is, you know. And I, you know, I it, while you're talking, I'm just, you know, reminded of my 
my nieces and I have two young nieces as you, as do Mm -hmm. you. And they are one of the main reasons that I'm running a half marathon this weekend because I want them to see their aunt who has no boyfriend right now, um, to be strong, to push through, to be fueled, to be physically strong, um, and to teach them that they are helping me help help lift me up, you know, so to teach how we're all connected and how, you know, they're five and seven and hey guys, like you're lifting Auntie Gagey up through her run. It's going to be hard for her, um, but she's going to push through and show them that, you know, this isn't the typical mold of, you know, of an aunt. Yeah. And, and a woman um, at the age of 35, you know, it doesn't have to look the way that you think a woman looks at at that age. And the last time that I went there, we had karaoke and we danced around to Madonna's Express Yourself. And, you know, I just wanted to show, give them, show them the path of, of me being free and strong. And that doesn't mean that I'm not open to a relationship and a man, but the first step is feeling, you know, free and strong and confident within yourself and to potentially hold space for somebody else who sees that in you and who isn't scared of those qualities. So, Absolutely. And I think yeah. that's the that's the that's the struggle also <laughs> with being a powerful woman. Is that, you know, I don't think men are really um I don't know that it's something that's really not unattractive. It's not that it's unattractive to them. I think that a lot of the time it does scare them and they're not really taught how to like hold space for women like that. You know, men, the masculine energy, and I believe that everyone has masculine and feminine energies within them, but like it's, it's skewed towards the masculine in our, in our, in this day and age. Um, all the masculine traits are more, are more celebrated and the feminine is, is shunned. So, it's hard for a man to really understand how to hold that space and that container for a woman to be fully free and to express herself in all her glory, you know, and to, for him to not be threatened by that or to not be confused by that. Um, I think there's something so beautiful and amazing and magical about partnership, but I think it has to be again on our own terms where we are respected and celebrated and that we can offer the same to a man. And that obviously comes from doing the work and like healing yourself and, um, respecting yourself and, and creating that identity for yourself, you know, and feeling good that whoever comes, you know, across that path, if they don't see that, thank you next, you know? Um, and it's hard because it's, you know, people have these stereotypical roles. So if a man is coming across a strong woman and he doesn't see his place, okay, well, okay, she can afford this and she's strong and she feels validated and she's sexual and she's all the things that normally I have to provide according to society. Like what, where do I fit into this equation? Yeah, um, for so, sure. A lot know, of men are threatened by, you know, I've seen a lot of, a lot of men kind of be like, oh, like you're going to post that on the internet. You're in your underwear. Like, like to them, it's like, well, we're dating now. Like before you're dating, it's okay. And then when you're dating, you're like, but you're my girlfriend now. Like you can't mm-hmm. post those pictures. Mm-hmm. You know, like I've seen a lot of that. Not personally because that doesn't happen. To me. <laughs> but um, I've, I see it a lot, you know, where men want to like claim and own that. And it's not theirs to own. It's 
if you want to share it, you can share it. But And it um, comes back to, you know, defining femininity according to your your roles, your looks, your behavior, however you want to define it. And guess what? During different times in your life, you're going to have a different de- definition. And that's what this whole friggin' journey is about. And that's what's exciting. Okay, so the goddess card that you pulled, Sekhmet... How do you yeah. spell that? Sekhmet. It's S-E-K-H-M-E-T. So she's actually an Egyptian warrior goddess. And she has the head of a lioness and the body of a woman. Ooh. Yeah. So she actually represents um, this idea of like a sacred rage that keeps us protected and reminds the world of like the pure strength and power of the feminine. I can't believe I actually pulled this card randomly. It's too perfect. I can um, yeah, I know. Actually, it's, these cards are crazy. I don't even know why Tell I act more. surprised. Um, so I'll read a little bit, actually, because it's really perfect. Um, so it talks about how the feminine has been disassociated from rage and anger. But if we can't embody the fiery emotion of anger, it often festers or expresses itself in subversive, manipulative ways, or it leaves us anxious and frustrated. Positive aggression, acting with love on behalf of what breaks our heart or enrages us, is what allows us allows us to become agents of change to better our lives and the world around us. So it kind of shows uh, the use of anger and rage that when it's used to defend something that we really truly believe in or something that we love, that there is a place for it. And also um, how important it is as women to also express our anger because a lot of the time when we're being passive aggressive and like snappy to people, let's say we're in a relationship and we're like, you know, kind of not really saying what's going on and we're letting things like, Build or up not in a relationship. Or not in a relationship. You know, whenever you just repress something. Your boss, and, your friend. Yeah, you end up getting like this like annoying kind of attitude that people are like, oh, she's just being like a woman. You know, a lot of the times it's associated to this like feminine side of us. And that's really also because we're not encouraged in society to express that anger. You know, there's a lot of um, emotion associated to women and those emotions are like sadness and um Men, it's it's the opposite. The, the the acceptable emotion is anger, and sadness is not so much. I mean, really, ever encouraged. Like you don't you don't see men like crying and that being like cool, dude. Like you're crying. Like guys will just be like, whoa, what the hell is going on? You know, like these are not normal sort of behaviors that are expected or, or accepted. So I think for women, that's a really really important aspect is to also as much as expressing all those feminine qualities that we talked about today there's also that other side is like let your anger out you know sometimes it is through like go kickboxing or something like punch something scream into your pillow like let the anger out because when you let things sort of fester inside you that's when it poisons yourself and the relationships that you have with others big time and it feels so much better to actually like express yourself sometimes you know right behind that instinct of being passive aggressive or angry, what's right behind that door? And I know that because of just who I am, I've always been able to see through that door for that other person. And so they might say something to me or they might behave a certain way. And I know what's right behind that door and where that came from so that I don't snap back. Um, But, you know, if people would just pause and, and express themselves for that, you know, that feeling right behind that shield, mm-hmm. 
we would get so much, we would connect so much more, <sighs> so much faster. Um, and then it wouldn't always be up to that other person because guess what? Not everybody is going to look right behind that door. So I do, but if somebody doesn't, then you're just getting two you like know, crashed heads. That, that kind of makes me feel like that's something that where you're tapped into your feminine because that is a feminine quality to just be able to be open and communicate. Mm-hmm. You know, that's something that we need to nurture and it's something that, you know, when I talked about being in my twenties and not being open with my emotions, I think, you know, we play it cool a lot of the time and we have this like chill girl vibe. Like I want to be the chill girl. I want to be like, I don't want to be emotional. I want to overreact. I just want to be like, okay with everything, let things flow. And I think, um, this whole idea of like expressing your rage or expression, expressing your like disagreement with something is super strong and feminine and powerful. You know, it is saying like, hey, these are my boundaries or hey, like, why is, why are you saying this? And just standing up for yourself um, and using our voices, like expression and communication mm-hmm. is such an important part of this, like you were saying, like to create that connection and that vulnerability. Um, and not living in that fear of what is that person going to say back, just living in that authentic truth of, you know, whatever, wherever you are on that emotional spectrum, just honoring that and, uh, and, and listening to it, um, and taking that kickboxing class. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Like whatever it is, like energy needs to move through you, you know? And that's why I think for me, like dancing has been such like, uh, such a healing tool to just listen to music and let your body go and like be in the moment and like exercise, like running. It's like, you need to let that shit move you I'm, know? I'm waiting for my neighbors to complain about my Whitney Houston on the daily <laughs> thanks for tuning in hanging out and being part of this self-love journey with us we're in this together help us spread self-love by taking a selfie and letting us know how you practice self-love or by sharing something that inspired you from this episode be sure to share it in your stories tagging at Alice Cass lingerie with the hashtag bed talks by Alice Cass so we can repost you If you love the message and want to support, be sure to rate, subscribe, and leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify. See you next time for more Real Talk with your girls, Meg and Sabrina.